This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We're seeing green on St. Patrick's Day this March 17th, wherever and however you're connected Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who is feeling lucky about his NCAA brackets on St. Patty's Day, Jerem Jordan. What do you mean? My NIT bracket's going well. I got 14 to 16 first rounders. Did you really? Yeah. Well done. Just just Santa Clara. You know what? Come on, man. Belmont. Never trusted Herb Sendek, Jerem. Come on. <laughs> Crusty Herb. <laughs> yeah, hope. Listen, you know what's funny about brackets and, like, fantasy football and stuff? I don't really get into it. Okay. I, I filled out a bracket this morning with my uh, with my daughter and my son and my wife. Mm-hmm. My son has St. Peter's playing UAB for the for the ship. Hey, go St. Peter's. So he's, he's, big go on, St. Peter's. Uh, he's big on Peter. We all are around here as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think that the 15-seed St. Peter's is going to make it. But if they do, you heard it here first. <laughs> We'll get to our final four picks coming up later in the program. No luck needed for a fantastic show lineup. Starting with, hey, BYU basketball got it done in the NIT last night. On to the second round. They get another home game. How about Caleb Lohner? He was fantastic. And which team do you give the better chance to advance further in the tournament? You going with the BYU women to hit the Sweet 16, or will the men make a magical run to Madison Square Garden? Spencer Johnson, BYU basketball player, joins us live to discuss how he is overcoming the disappointment of not getting into the NCAA tournament and making the most of this NIT situation. Bring on today's BYU Sports Station headlines. Men's Hoops advances in the knit with a 93-72 second half dominated win against Long Beach State. The Cougars play Northern Iowa Saturday. 9 Eastern on ESPN Plus and BYU Radio. Two more to MSG. BYU running back Sione Finau has entered the transfer portal. While at BYU, 407 rushing yards, a couple of touchdowns, was sidelined with a pretty significant knee injury a few seasons ago. Never really came back, kind of flirted with playing on the defensive side of the ball for a little bit. He played DB in a couple games. Ultimately deciding he needs something else. Baseball opens West Coast Conference play tonight in the 503 at Portland for a three-game set starting at 9 Eastern on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app. BYU softball seeking a 17th win on the season when they host the Bengals of Idaho State tonight. Second home game for the Cougars this season. They're heavy favorites for a good reason. Violet Zavodnik is awesome. You can watch her and the rest of the Cougars tonight. 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain. And uh, Martha Epinesa is going to join us on the show today as well. I think Vegas says BYU by six and a half. Six and a half runs. I I thought I read that. Men's tennis (laughs) beats Idaho 4-2 yesterday. The entire state. Well done. Women's uh, tennis plays today at UCF. This is a Big 12 preview. Mm -hmm. I'm always for this. And that's quite a road trip. I'm always for this. And I'm looking forward to softball hosting Iowa State here in a little while. Another Big 12 preview. Mm-hmm. Yoli Childs continues to dominate in the NBA's G League. 27.16 rebounds, two blocks for the Salt Lake City Stars last night against Memphis. His team lost, but again, who cares? We're just focused on what Yoli's doing. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder, the Jazz are too good probably for him to get a 10-day. They're just too good. There are some other teams that aren't very good, so maybe he well. gets a 10-day somewhere else. 
They're not going to let him go, I don't think. <laughs> Men's lacrosse is ranked number one in the MCLA. That's the uh, club circuit there. Continues BYU's dominance over Utah with a 10-4 win last night. The men are undefeated. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Do you feel lucky? Well, do you? Punk. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. On St. Patrick's Day, we are discussing, well, maybe in a way, which of the BYU basketball teams on the men's or women's side has a little bit more luck. Or maybe it has nothing to do with luck at all. No luck needed. It's just all about skill. Which team is more likely to make a magical run? A sweet 16 run for the women in the NCAA tournament or the BYU men getting back to Madison Square Garden in the final four, the NIT? Which is more likely? I, I think it's the women uh, because uh, I, I think they're really, really good and probably underseeded by one seed line. Probably not two, but one. Yeah, they can they can beat Villanova. Granted, Villanova is a uh, really good team, uh, but then uh, you can you can beat Michigan. You're you're around the same. You know, you're within like five spots of each other in the AP poll. Uh, BYU certainly excited for the chance to prove someone wrong. Would have been nice if BYU had been in the top four seed and hosted. Certainly, that would have helped their chances in this. I could see the argument from the men in the NIT because BYU is going to host a second round yep. game yep. and be one game away. But I, I think this women's team's really hungry. Um, the the men, it's like, are they motivated? And the second half was like, oh yeah, they are. In the first half, I was like, I don't know. But the women are certainly motivated because last year they felt like they were really close to going to the Sweet 16 as well. They they beat what Rutgers in the first round. Yes. And then cl- played like a six point game with Arizona, who goes on to the national championship. Yes. Game. But how how about that? The BYU men and women last year played. Lost two teams that went to uh, the Final Four. Okay. It was UCLA with the men, and it was Arizona with the women. So I, I could see an argument for both. I'm going with the women in this case because I think they've been really focused on validating this season in the postseason. And with the knit, you just never know. <laughs> it, like, it's the, it, it's the NIT. Like, who cares slash – It's the we, knit. We care. It's the NCAA tournament. Like, this, this team's yeah. special – and they know if they don't get to the Sweet 16 that they're not in the convo for greatest team ever. They understand what's at stake here. Okay. The men, it doesn't really matter what happens here in the postseason, like in the history of how we talk about this team, because they didn't make the tourney. Certainly they'll be remembered more if they make it to New York. But again, it's the knit. It's it's fun. It's it's fun if BYU makes it to sure. New York, but it's not necessary. My heart says the BYU women because they're playing with the chip on the shoulder. And frankly, I want them to succeed so badly. I want them to validate just how amazing this season has been and get to a Sweet 16. I'm with you. I feel like they were underseeded. Jeff Judkins came in here and was like, man, why they have to send us to the East? Why couldn't they send us to Tucson or somewhere closer and, and play in a closer region yeah, so we get more BYU fans there? They got to go to Ann Arbor. Well, underseeded. You're a six. I know. That has nothing know. to do. Yeah, location is all based on the highest seed there. So they feel slighted. And so, again, that, that kind of channels into my heart of like, they're angry. They're going to show up and play just with this extra might and viciousness. And they're going to get to a Sweet 16 and everything is going to be validated. It's going to be awesome. But my mind, just based on sheer percentages of where BYU's men's team will be playing, I think, at home for at least two games. And then, as you said, one game away. I'm not sold on SMU. I think BYU might host three home games. We'll see. And then it's like, 
Well, yeah, if we're looking at calculations and percentages, if BYU has three home games, then they're the team that's more likely to get to a Final Four compared to the women having to win sure. two games away from home and yes. upset a team, right? Sure. But, again, it's the net. You just don't know BYU's motivations. And, like, shout-out to the 5,500 that showed up last night. But that's it. We can do better. <laughs> 5,500? What is this? We what can do this? better. What is this, Utah men's basketball? <laughs> like, we, we can do way better, Cougar Nation. Um, but I understand it's the nit, and interest is not the same as a meaningful regular season game. So in the same breath, I go, yeah, I get it. A lot of BYU fans were watching the game last night. They're probably they? in, a mild, in a mild state of depression because, I, because BYU didn't the get into March it. Madness. And, it, and it's not on linear television either. Right. There are those who are, don't have ESPN Plus that are not going to pay for it, and they're just whatever. You can always listen to it on BYU Radio right here. Let's go. We provide that for you. Heck yeah. All day. for free every on the game. BYU Radio app. Let's go. Okay, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, what's the luckiest moment in BYU sports? <laughs> I default. This was so fun to think about because there have been so many quote-unquote lucky moments yeah. in BYU sports history. But again, there's always like, well, they still had to make a play, right? You had to make a play. I think the luckiest moment for BYU was a series of moments one December night in 1980 before both you and I were born, Jerem, when Jim McMahon well, barely before you were born. and BYU pulled off one of the greatest comebacks in college football history. Were you born like two weeks later? No, I was born a, a year, year later. Two weeks later. I was okay. born a year later. Uh, this was, I believe it was December 19th, 1980. Uh, so, yeah, I was what born happened? 359 days later, or 357 days later. No on-air math. We've talked about this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. This is the luckiest moment because BYU had to have so many things go right. They had they to get an onside kick. They had to convert a huge fourth down. They had to block a punt. And then they had to complete a Hail Mary. Like, just the amount of incredible plays that happened within a four-minute span of game time is unbelievable. We're hitting all the Saints today. We got Mary, Peter, Patrick. Yes. All happening. Yes. That to me is the luckiest, like in game moment yeah. or moments, if you will, in the history of BYU. I throw in the fact that the referees didn't call Luke Staley's knee down against Utah in 2000 when Brandon Doman completed yeah. the last comeback in LaVell's last miracle. If there's review, then BYU loses that. Right, that, that's pretty lucky, too. The yeah. Conishiro Clank comes to mind in 1999. I was sitting in the Utah <laughs> student section for that one. Or 98, that was 98? Yeah. yeah. Um, mine is this, that LaVell Edwards was a good coach. Ooh. Because if he's not a great or good coach, he's, a, he's an amazing coach, great coach, right? Then – None of this is the same. I'm not sure this building exists. I'm not sure this show is here. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of ramification from the fact that Lavelle. Thank you, Lavelle. Was good. Hey, Granite High School coach, come be an assistant in 62, 10 years later. Come be a head coach. Let's not fire you after, uh, you know, a bad season or two or whatever. Nope. That was awesome. That Jimmer Fredette chose to play at BYU. Okay. Like, Jimmer Mania. Low stars, Glens Falls. He's got offers from Siena, yeah. local there, yep. Utah, and BYU. That Jim McMahon could play quarterback well with one good eye. That's <laughs> wild, right? He had a, an accident when he was a kid with a fork that impaired his vision in one of his eyes. Crazy, right? And then, and then this may be, this actually may be the greatest one. Are you ready? This is off the radar a bit. That Texas and Oklahoma got invited to the SEC. Because then BYU gets invited to the Big 12, which is arguably the biggest moment in BYU sports history because it secures the future. 
obviously winning a national championship, making elite eights, having national players of the year. Those are all amazing. And, and the reason you play the game. Yes. But in 2050, if BYU's on the outside looking in, we're going way back. Like we don't, we don't go, man, I jokingly say, Hey, the 51 and 66 NIT titles, we would then become that later yeah. about the 84 title, about Danny, right. about Jimmer Fredette. Nope. Now there's a shot in the future to actually matter in college athletics. You got to be in that crowd. BYU will be. I would add this BYU football in 1984 needed a couple of monumental totally. upsets to happen on the final yes. week of the regular season. And they got both of them. I think with South Carolina going down and then Oklahoma losing just an unbelievable shocker fashion, and that allowed BYU to be propelled to number one in the country. Yeah, that was awesome, man. The Cougars had to beat Michigan, but like they, they needed like all of the chips to fall in the right place for that to happen. And that Pee Wee Herman won the Heisman from BYU. <laughs> That's what Lavelle called Ty one time, Pee Wee Herman. Like a 5'10", 180-pound uh, guy is, won the Heisman? Who is this skinny kid coming into my office? What? You're a quarterback? you got to be kidding me. Why did we recruit you? Oh, you're the Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, amazing. We all love Ty, right? Holy cow. Yeah. Our question of the day. What's Mo? <laughs> I missed that. It's been a while since you pulled that out. Yeah. Since exactly. you've uh, whipped out the Ty Detmer impersonation. It, you know, you can't use it in vain. Our question of the day. What's the luckiest day in BYU sports history as we fully embrace St. Patrick's Day? I know how much you love to fully embrace this I day, love Mason. Love this I day. I actually don't like this day at all. <laughs> much to the chagrin of a former boss. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. <laughs> all right. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. The Croxall answers on Instagram, September 5th, 2015. Mm-hmm. Mangum, it says Magnum in my script, by the way. <laughs> It's because, had, to because some, he wrote, had to do some on-air editing. Magnum. <laughs> Mangum throws the Hail Mary and connects with Mitch Matthews. Ugh. Seven defenders around him. You don't get luckier than that. Yeah, a Hail Mary is lucky almost every time. It is lucky. But yeah. again, Mitch still had no to go make that play. Of course. But you're just chucking it up and there's a bunch of dudes. It's, yes, there's skill involved, but there's a lot of luck involved. Yeah. And the fact that he falls down and he's barely crossover. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that, that absolutely is in the conversation. Lauren Smith comments on our green set, by the way. Yeah, good thing uh, Utah's a green. The BYU Sports Nation set is causing PTSD as it reminds me of BYU's loss to Utah Valley. That was in November. Get over it. <laughs> that did not keep BYU <laughs> out of the tournament. That didn't matter. No. That didn't quad out of the tournament. Quad two. That's how the committee oh. looks at it, unless it's the women's committee, and then they don't they don't, they don't do quads. They yeah. don't do quads. They don't do quads. They skip leg day. Coming up, our favorite moments, the Irish weren't lucky. Oh, nice music. And Spencer Johnson of BYU Basketball on NIT success and motivation to keep going to New York. This BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Men's hoops playing in the second round of the NIT. Saturday night against Northern Iowa. Ali Farouk Manesh isn't walking through that door, though. Pre-game, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio in the app. Nice poll. So, story time real quick. Uh, 2010, BYU beats Florida in double OT. Mm-hmm. Okay. So fantastic. So, I'm there. I'm one-man band for us. I'm playing the harmonica, the drums, and the flute, if you will. Shooting, reporting, whatever, for True Blue. I do some interviews, blah, blah, blah. I come out and just like, oh, what's the second game? It's Kansas-Northern Iowa. And Northern Iowa's up late. Ali Farouk Manesh gets a steal. 
doesn't wait to get fouled. This dude pulls up from three. <laughs> All these Kansas fans are there in Oklahoma City. And it's, ah, it's crazy. Oh it was gosh. like one of these awesome turning moments. And I was like, hey, that was right after the BYU I mean, game. That was the, cool. The innards required to take that shot. Yes. And, Onions! And make it? Yeah, crazy. Woo! Our next guest is a guy who I feel like would do that yeah, in that moment. Seriously. Yeah. He's, he has that much confidence, like they're right? Like, they're like, no, 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 get it. He's like, no, nah, I'm pulling up. And then it goes, and they're like, yes! Yeah, the great shot. Great shot. Great shot. Spencer Johnson of BYU Basketball is with us on St. Patrick's Day. as we, uh, yeah. we need some of your luck because, you know, in the second half last night. Where's the green, bro? I tried. This is this is my best effort. <laughs> the camera makes it look the camera makes it look not it, green. It I, it, I promise it is. It has a green hue. <laughs> we're we're stretching sure. for that for sure. Sure. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, and we need some of your luck because uh, in the second half, BYU really poured it on. What changed last night in the second half uh, for you to go on and really dominate Long Beach State in the second half? Um, honestly, I think it was the dudes we finally just snapped into it. Like we'd been, was it like a week and a half that we hadn't played and they had played like four days ago. They were in the swing of it. We, you know, had been practicing. We hadn't played in a little bit. So it took us a minute to get started, but, you know, turned it around. What changed in the second half? Because you guys shoot 61% and uh, you just you just played this great second half. You have this 21-0 run, which yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Uh, guys just wanted to guard. Um, which is huge. You, you can't win games without guarding. And then the, the number that jumped out to me was our assists. Mm. Like we had, how many was it? It was uh, 28 on 36 field goals. That's, that's incredible. That's yeah. crazy. So that was, you know, we were moving the ball. Dudes were flying around, just hitting the open man. I don't know if I've ever seen that, that many assists. So it was super fun to play in. Would you pull up from three in the situation I mentioned? Do you remember that play, by the way? I don't remember that play. But I definitely would. Okay, so but like, it, like Northern Iowa was up like one late or something, and just, there's like 17 seconds left. <laughs> and instead of yeah. get fouled, he pulls up from three. Bro. They go up four. I, I, I would do that. <laughs> I, would do I feel that. like you would, where it's like, you know what? I'm going to finish this right now. Let's <laughs> you, go. You have that type of confidence. Uh, I'm also noticing your defense on the three-point line against Long Beach State. They were three for 22. Yeah. I mean, they shot 33% overall. You said guys wanted to guard. Yeah. Um, how do you pull off something like that, holding a team that is very offensive-minded and scores a lot of fast-break points and works off the press to 33%? You know what happened was I think a lot of the time we fouled them before they could even get a shot off. <laughs> <laughs> That's they, one way to do it. They shot so many free throws. We were all scratching our heads. Just like 41 is, free throws. Like, what is happening? 31 of 41. I guess it worked, though. You know, something worked. Slowed them down, which is interesting. A lot of what the NIT feels like, or the NIT, I've, I've jokingly been calling it this week because whatever, um, is feels like who wants to be there? Yeah. How did you guys turn the the disappointment into fight in this tournament? Because certainly you guys wanted to be in March Madness. Totally. Um, we all met Sunday night. We we went over to Coach's house and we were we were watching the like the selection show, and we didn't get called and that hurt. Guys were, you know, obviously disappointed. Like you want to play in March Madness, it's it's what you live for as a player. Um, but the NIT is a great tournament, great teams, and and the fact that we still get to play, like you know, our options were either go practice or go play games. So kind of an easy decision, <laughs> and. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, half the battle is like, uh, you know, we're we're disappointed about not making March Madness, but like, 
we still get to play games. Like we still get to go to Madison Square Garden, and you know we could we could put a banner in the Marriott Center. You know, it hasn't been done since what was it, '66, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. So thanks for knowing yeah. the history. I appreciate the faith, Spence, Jerem. We're going the faith in what? Yeah, we're gonna make a deep run. Let's go. Right? We're gonna make a deep run. It's it's all about it's all about caring, and and it skill plus motivation is a good combination. Let's go. So how how do you guys make sure? Yes, we decided we were going to guard, right? Yeah. Like yeah. yes, we care about this because let's be honest, playing in MSG would be awesome, mm-hmm. independent of NIT, whenever, because that's the mecca of basketball. Yeah. Man. That's two games away. Let's go. Yeah. And I've never been in didn't, <clears throat> I've never been in New York, so this would be a first time for me. So it's a little extra motivation. Let's go! That'd be awesome. Northern Iowa up next. Thankfully, no, no Ali Farukmanesh. Yep, he's not playing. Okay, <laughs> at least we're not. We don't think so. They are undersized, but they can score the basketball. What do you know about them right now? Um, we haven't d- dove into their scout much. I don't know a ton about them. I know they have one player. I think he was a, the player of the year in their conference. Um, Which you faced last night at Long Beach State. Yep. You had a player of the year. Yep. Took care of that. So just take care of this one. Okay. Long, yeah, Long Beach State was a team that was hoping they'd be in the tourney too, mm-hmm. and they almost were, yeah. which is crazy. Um, I do want to ask you this. Are you a guy that roots for or against the WCC teams in March Madness? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even know if I filled out a bracket this year. <laughs> <laughs> the pain is just too much. Yes. Yeah. That's understandable for sure. I mean, having played against those guys, um, well, let me ask you this. Gonzaga, they're obviously at an elite level. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, are they national championship caliber team this year? I think so. I think so. Um, they have a ton of dudes that can they can play like – it's crazy. You're you're playing them, and you know you're down two, and you look up two minutes later, and you're down 15. And you're like, what the heck happened? You know. So honestly, a lot of things have to go right, you know, for for them to win a national championship. But I, I think they're you know capable of it for sure. 20 points last night from Caleb Lohner, nine of 11. He was uh, a man possessed. Mm. What what uh, took over him? What was something different with him from what you noticed? Um. He was just excited to play. Like you said, half the battle is is uh, like guys wanting to play. So I think we started to go on a run, and he started feeling himself. And, you know, when guys get rolling, it's tough to stop them. Maybe you've already answered this question, Spencer, but what was the most memorable part of last night's win? You brought up the assists. Uh, we mentioned the 21 nothing run. What's the most memorable part of last night's opening round win in the NIT? <clears throat> I think for me was just seeing the support all the people that came out and um, at one point, like the stadium was so loud. It was awesome. Which is interesting. There were only 5,500 there, yeah. but they were super I, loud. I asked Cougar Nation, yeah. Hey, we can do a little better Saturday. Right. Um, but they were pretty loud. Yeah. They were loud. Yeah. We loved it. Like we, we were sitting there after the game and we were looking around like, this is special. Like not a lot of teams, you know, in the NIT get a crowd like this. That was, it was awesome to play in. So cool. Spencer Johnson is with us on BYU sports nation. You mentioned you've never been to New York city. Your head coach, Mark Pope, told us a number of your teammates have never been to New York City. How much is that really a driving motivation for this? Now that you've won a game and you're one step closer to New York City, how much does that really factor into motivating you? You know what? This might be on the down low, but uh, I'm going to say it. They're, I think they're planning like an epic trip. Like once we get there, a couple days before we play, he's like talking it up. Oh, we're going to go this place, this restaurant. We're going to go see this. So 
Who knows? As a motivating factor. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I like that. Like, hey, let's go. Let's win at home. And then let's see if we're playing at SMU or if we're hosting somebody else yeah. as a two seed potentially. Will you do me a favor? When you get to New York, in front of Times Square, you know, what is it, forty second and uh Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of the, the yeah. subway stop there. But you know, the main area in Times Square. Okay. We're gonna give you something that says BYU Sports Nation on okay. it. Okay. Will you take it and hold it up and take a picture in Times Square? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Yeah. We're going to add to that. We're just going to add to your plans. I got you. Okay, the positive mindset. Yeah. yeah. The focus. Projecting. Yes. Yeah. Get to New York. We're going to give you something that says BYU Sports Nation. You hold it up, take a picture, and we will remember this moment. Okay. That's good <laughs> karma. And what's interesting is there have been good teams that have played in the NIT from BYU. We recall Tyler Hawes and Kyle Collinsworth and Chase Fisher and Brandon Davies, right? Yeah. On the team. They went to the NIT. Uh, did they go to the title game and play? Valpo. Valpo, right? We lost to Adam Amin in a bet on the air. We had to wear the Valparaiso T-shirts. Yes. Hung out with Adam last night, in fact. <laughs> yeah. So, the, yeah, there have been good teams there. And, you know, there's there's no – I don't think there's any evidence of, like, connection to the next year. But it sure feels like like maybe there is some connectivity to sort of like, hey, let's get some momentum into next year when certainly the dynamic of the team is different. But yeah. for the guards like you guys, I mentioned this yesterday, like – in this tournament, I'd love for one of the three of you to be like the guy. Like, yeah. who's the guy? You know. Um, so, what's this time like to sort of live in the now, but also project to next year? Totally. Um, you know, every year the the roster changes over, new guys come in, new you know guys leave, and um, it's always important to end this season on a good note. Um, so, you know, definitely, definitely looking forward to that, and just love. I just love to you know keep playing with my guys. T. John Lucas and Alex Barcelo are obvious leaders of this team. Um, what have you noticed about their leadership in these difficult moments? They're great. They just keep saying, you know what, we still get to play. Like, it's not over. And, you know, that's a, that's a motivating factor. These dudes have been here for a long time, and they played in a lot of different games. So they're uh, a nice, like, calm the waters because they've been there, you know, type deal. Uh I, I can't remember in the uh, bracket if you can line up with Oregon or not. But it'd be could you rematch with your brother? I can't remember. Point? Is only, it possible? Uh, only in only in only in New, New York. York. That would be cool though. That'd be fun with your brother rematch and Oregon again. Part two. Oregon's like we would like a piece. <laughs> did you hang that over his head this season in any way, shape, or form? If we beat him a second time? No, no. I mean like the first time around. Did what was that dynamic like? Oh, I've talked to him. He's like he didn't play a whole ton in that game. But, like, definitely, you know, like, we we won. Like, come on. You know? <laughs> it wasn't just a win, Spencer. It's like domination. Smackdown. Yes. And, and you had an assist on one of the best plays of the year. Oh, yeah, that's true. The fast break behind the back. That's the right. Gideon. Yeah. What's the play of the year to you? Because to me, it's uh, Caleb's dunk against, was it Pepperdine? Or that, that or maybe Alex's three, which should have been a four-point play against, against San, San Diego, Diego State. State. Or your play, the behind the back yeah. throwdown. There's been so many. I don't know. What do the, what do the people say? We haven't asked them. No, we haven't. No, no. Maybe, maybe we, do maybe a play we of the should year thing do then. that. Yeah. You've given us a fantastic well, idea. Yeah. Well, listen, we only have two more weeks of you know, men and women's hoops, so uh, it's going to uh, get interesting soon. So there's still time to make yes. like a yes. – We'll have softball, baseball, play. men's volleyball, gymnastics. Yeah. All right. Are you rooting against SMU because they're the number one seed <laughs> on your side of the bracket? If yeah. they lose, then you're hosting a quarterfinal Very. probably. Like, the, you, Have you gone that far? I'm not gonna jinx it, man. I'm okay. Just, uh, okay. Fair enough. What's Just in play. front of us? Just we're take making care of it. we're Just making play. plans for New York. 
Yep. But we're not worried about SMU. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, baby. I love it. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for Northern Iowa on Saturday, bro. I don't think you've signed this. Have you signed it? You did, did he sign it a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yes. We're back at people signing it, and now I'm forgetting who signed it. It's That's okay. a good sign. Yes. We're off Zoom, which is great. We're off Zoom. Okay, good luck Saturday. Thanks, man. Thanks. Good to see you. Coming up, one of the softball stars, Martha Epinesa, is in studio. Uh, she needed no luck for what she pulled off against Utah last year. 100% Straight skill, baller skill. Amazing play. And Jeremy and I reveal our final four picks. Do we like the Zags? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. Six-seed BYU Women's Hoops begins NCAA tournament play Saturday in Ann Arbor, Michigan, playing 11-seed Villanova. Listen to the game on BYU Radio and the app at 1 Eastern time. Are you going to be there? Because the BYU game, men right? won last night, our homie Greg Rubel will be in Provo on Saturday night calling the second-round NIT You're matchup. Going to- Ann Arbor. So I am going to Ann Arbor, Michigan, nice. and I will be calling the game with the fabulous Kristen Kozlowski, who's going to take a red-eye flight after she works for the Utah Jazz on Friday night, and she'll yeah. join me on Saturday afternoon for tournament hoops. You need to avenge the 2015 football loss there. Because <laughs> the last time Brigham was in town, it didn't go well. So let's let's uh, correct that. Look, Michigan was still mad about 1984, okay? Like, we'll take 84. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, we'll take 84. Here's Jeremy. Right. I'm Spencer. That Happy St. Patrick's Day. On the altar <laughs> that we gave. This is BYU Sports Station. Follow us on the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company, enabling global trade for a growing world. What's your philosophy when filling out a bracket? The cream will always rise to the top at the end. Heck does that mean? I know the everybody loves to pick the early crazy upsets. So fun. But 32 of the last 36 NCAA tournaments since it expanded to 64 teams, a one, two, or three seed has won the national championship. 32 out of 36. Yeah. The cream always rises to the top. So that's my number one bit of advice is, look, don't be super crazy when you get to the Elite Eight and the Final Four. Go with the teams that have been awesome all year. Like, one of those teams is typically going to win the national championship. I'm looking for fun. I don't actually care about winning. (laughs) So I just want a couple of 12s and 13s in the Sweet 16, and then I'd feel good. After that, I don't actually care. Because there's there's no skill involved here. Well, it's super lucky. There are metrics, metrics, though, that tell you, like, percentages, like teams that are more likely to get to the Final Four and win. It deals with Ken Palm offensive and defensive efficiency. No, for sure. But that doesn't explain your nine-year-old nephew winning your pool, like, every (laughs) other year. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I've won my pool the last two years. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Good. Okay. That's tithing free money. (laughs) Who says there was money in the game? Ice cream. It's tithing free (laughs) ice cream. All those Jolly Ranchers. So many. Okay, with the NCAA tournament in mind, who do you have for your final four? Got Gonzaga, Mm, mm. Purdue, Tennessee, Providence, the Big East regular season champs. Okay, we have two of the same. So you've got a one, two three seeds, and a four seed. I got a four seed in there, yeah. I've got Gonzaga, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Kansas. So I have a one, two, three, and a one. Three blue bloods or two blue bloods. Gonzaga feels like a blue blood now. They've graduated into that. What, they, can you be a blue blood if they, you haven't won a national championship? Are they a light blue blood? Maybe. Uh, 
Like, I don't know Why if you can call them involved? a blue blood if they haven't won a national title. Yeah, perhaps not. Although, let's be honest, in the game, it's not about titles. It's about Final Fours. Almost, They've like. been to two. Like, going to the Final Four is almost as good as winning the title in college basketball. It's mm -hmm. interesting. Because it's so hard to get there. You have to win four games. Okay. Where does last night's 21 to nothing run rank in the top five NIT moments in your Uh, Jerob, I'm going to put this uh, uh, very strategically at number four. I have no idea. I have it at number 22. <laughs> I don't think it makes the top five in the NIT no, moments that we Of course produced. not. No, it, but it's in the top 25. I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, my metric produced, uh, it, it came out at an average of 4.69. Is that Ken Palm speaking? What is that? <laughs> Come on, man. He doesn't speak that high. Where does St. Patrick's Day rank among your favorite holidays? Because you already declared your love for it on national television. Yeah. I, and I, radio, for that matter. I really love it. Uh, no, it's one of, one, of, one of my least. Because as a kid, I think I got pinched because I didn't wear green one time. Mm -hmm. And I just remember feeling really annoyed about that. So <laughs> that trauma of that one day or something <laughs> in like third grade. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. I'll eat some Lucky Charms and wear some green. Cool. Sure. Okay. Cool. Uh, no kidding. I think I we like. We don't drink here, so St. Patrick's exactly. Day is not it's a big just, deal. It doesn't resonate. I think I like Groundhog's Day better than St. Patrick's Day. Oh, because I have yeah. traditions. Because, just because of a movie. I watch the movie every Groundhog's Day. There's a St. Patrick's movie we're supposed to watch or something? That, no. No. Like, like what do what do active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who choose not to drink do on St. Patrick's Day that makes it fun? <laughs> what is it? Watch college we basketball. Wear green? Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, whatever. It's tradition. Now, my wife does make corned beef and cabbage. She does make that. Cabbage is every terrible. Sa every St. Patrick's Day, she makes corned beef and cabbage. Cool. So there's that. We might have some hamburger helper tonight. Who knows? Okay. In honor of St. Patrick's Day, what's your favorite BYU win over Notre Dame? Now, this I'm into. Okay, everybody thinks I'm going to default to Danny Ainge with the, you know, magical. You asked everyone? Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> but I'm not. My favorite win over Notre Dame happened in 1994. Yeah, that was awesome. When I think the most underappreciated quarterback in BYU history, John Walsh, was on his way to a 10-win season and finishing in the top 20 by beating Notre Dame in South Bend 21-14. 1994 yep. BYU football. Of course, the legend Danny Ainge, like, that's incredible. I wasn't alive during that moment. So I have a tangible memory of when BYU won in 1994 yes. at South Bend. I could actually watch that game living outside of Utah. Yeah, live on NBC. I watched it on NBC in Vancouver, Washington. It was great. Uh, mine is Ainge because that sent BYU it's... to the Elite Eight. That's awesome. 04 was pretty fun, too. Although, I just want to remind people, we do love a win over a, a good team that we later go back and don't care whether they were good. Notre Dame was 6-5 and five in 94. Great win. Not saying it's not. I'm just saying, oh, by the way, six and five. That BYU team was a better team. Sure. Go in there and make Rudy cry. During that game, by the way, in 94 and 93, I think. 93 for sure. Mm. During halftime, they shot some of the scenes from Okay. Rudy, of the, yes. So, so it would have been 92. I think it was 92. It would have been 92, 92 in South yes. Bend because Notre Dame and they Jerome Bettis destroyed BYU in 1993 in Provo. Yeah. But that's very cool. Some people, some of my friends call me the bus because of Jerome Bettis. <laughs> You're the bus. And I'm like, in no way, shape, or form do I represent a bus <laughs> other than my mom was a substitute school bus driver. Coming, uh, and she would say, she would wear an and one shirt and says, I'm going to take you to school. My mom was Shout cool. out to your mom. Coming up, a happy birthday to a lucky Celtic who made the Irish cry. I bet you can figure out who that is. And BYU softball star Martha Epinesa. Oh, baby. Needs no luck.
She makes her own luck. She's in studio on a softball game day. This is BYU Sports Nation. Baller alert. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Do you like domination in quick fashion? Mm. I've got a sport for you. Mm. Softball. Okay, they play seven innings tonight. Idaho State 72 on the BYUF. They can play five, though, if a team is up by eight or more. And BYU softball does this a lot. Domination, the mercy rule. They're fun to watch. The Cougars have scored 14 runs in each of their last two games. How about that? It's like you do play-by-play for this. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Off to a 16-6 and six start for those wondering at home in the first 22 games. One of my favorite sports to watch at BYU. I love it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station live from Studio B. Yeah, make it a happy St. Patrick's Day and watch some BYU softball in person at Gale Miller Field or on the BYU TV app. Break up your basketball brackets for a little bit. Listen, you're going to be mad because your brackets are going to be busted by like 4 p.m. Well, now that they have all your advice, no, they're good. <laughs> they're good to go. So come watch... Some ballers, including Martha Epinesa of BYU Softball, who joins us live on the desk for the first time. No Zoom interview this What's time. Up? It's good to have you in studio. In person. Yes, the How pride of Moreno Valley. I.E. native, yep. Let's go, Inland Empire. <laughs> Inland Empire, that's where it is. Yes. Awesome. Six, 16 and 6, that's right. Um, what would you attribute the 16 and 6 start to? Because, I mean, when you compare this year to last year, there, there's been a noticeable step up. So what's, what's been the difference for your team? I think that we collectively play more loose this year. I don't know if I said that right, but we're we're a lot looser this year than we've ever been since I've been here. And Maybe I less pressure. A, yeah, I think why? we're just we're just going for it, and it's it's come in handy. Why <laughs> is that? Record. Why are you playing looser? Um, Gordon's yelling at you less or something. Well, he actually <laughs> wasn't traveling with us due to personal reasons. Yeah, so. gotcha. Yeah. Like, you had to figure it out was, as a team. Probably. Right. So we didn't have our head coach with us. Mm-hmm. So I guess we like left it up to ourselves and like grabbed each other and just went for it. <laughs> and, and that's interesting because it takes a good group of leaders to do that. Mm-hmm. And certainly Gordon, as the figurehead, has uh, coached you to do this. But this is a veteran group that uh, can figure it out, I think, together, right? Yes. I think that's a big factor as well. Like a lot of returners and veterans who are in those big moments last year, like it's really helped us. Now, during the break, you were mentioning, ah, we could have played better in these certain games. I'm looking at your resume right now. You've got an RPI that's in the top 50. Oh, RPI. I know. Jerem hates the RPI. (laughs) But it's still a factor in the softball tournament selection committee. Someone do something about that, please. That's terrible. You got a nice win against Stanford. Got a really good win against Cal. I mean, those would be quadrant one victories if we were calculating yeah. that over oh, yeah. into yeah, yeah, softball. Yeah. Um, and now you've got some opportunities talking. coming up. Iowa State will be a home That'll series of three games. Big you've 12, got Oregon four. on Monday. next Monday afternoon. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Number 12 in the country. Juicy. <laughs> yes. And then LMU is a top 60 RPI team. They've gotten much better and like made the West Coast Conference. Good. Somebody else is good in the league finally. Let's go. So what have you learned on these tough early games and some wins and losses that you think will help you in these kind of eight uh, resume building games that remain on the schedule? Yeah, our preseason games definitely uh, prepare us for these tough teams. And the fact that we do get to play like teams like Oregon and Iowa State at home, I think will bring out the best in us, and I hope it does. <laughs> I guess we should throw in Utah there because their metrics are good, but whatever. 
No, it's always it's, a tough one. It's a it's resume building opportunity. It's, it's always a good game, and it's really fun uh, when both are good and it comes down to the wire, which happened last year. Can right, we go when back you think we're just going to win easy? No. Yeah, nope. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't want to do Can we, we revisit what Let's happened go. last Let's year? Let's go there. Walk, walk us through it because this was one of the games of the year. That was unbelievable. Okay, so Utah puts together this incredible run. They hit a grand slam to take the lead in the top of the seventh inning. I mean, just the whole atmosphere of the stadium, the the breath is sucked out of that place. And then you and Hunter Ava combined to go, Got it I mean, home runs in the bottom of the seventh. You hit the walk-off. What, let's relive what, what. What was that moment like for you? When that ball came off your bat, what's going through your mind? Honestly, I forgot that we were tied. Like, I thought – somebody behind me had to finish it off until I saw everybody like ambushing me at home plate. Then I realized we just won. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you the adrenaline. The yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was dialed in. Like I knew we were going to win regardless of my hit or whoever was after me. But Hunter d- definitely took some pressure, pressure off my shoulders when she hit her home run. Uh-huh. And I just knew we were going to win. That was okay. a big like, win. Can we play it one more time? Because <laughs> You flipped the bat, which mm-hmm. I like. Oh, the bat flip is so nice. And you said something, I think to yourself, but maybe to these. I don't know. Walk <laughs> us through this. Whoop. Oh, once I – it felt so good. And then it was like one of the best hits I've, I've like felt like off the bat. Yeah. It was out. You knew. I knew it. Clean. That was really high, too. I didn't know it was going to be that high. Some high cheese. You took mm-hmm. it uh, took it for a ride there. Sp- everybody just knows Spencer's voice now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. I lost my collective mind in that. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, like was, I, and then I, Caitlin gassed. It was, yeah. it was awesome. Video. <laughs> <laughs> <She's> like, <gasps> <laughs> the like, audible gasp on the air, and then I'm just like in a range that my voice has never reached you before. Did, yeah, it was like an octave higher. You're like, I haven't felt this since I was 13. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Like, I'm almost embarrassed by it, but you know what? It was just like. Everybody it was, loved it. It my was shocking. It. It's natural. Just <laughs> yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Um, I love that you were in the moment there and didn't necessarily know the score. Mm-hmm. You just dialed in, man. And then it went, when that ball goes, well, when it's coming off your bat, you knew. Mm-hmm. You knew right away. And I it's didn't Utah know that and... pitch was, I don't know. You just don't know. <laughs> you don't know <laughs> you just what? Just do it. Um, when you're up to bat, like, you don't know what pitch is coming and you don't. It's a calculated effort, play. right? Yeah. Like, I think that might be this pitch. I mean, you just have – there's so much, yeah. like, anticipation and, like, yeah. mental games in softball and baseball. Mm-hmm. I love but, it. But you have an idea of what it could be, right? Count and what oh, yeah. they throw and I'm she looking for this. She was probably nervous because it was 2-0. Oh, yeah. And she was down. So See, you remember 2-0? She just oh, threw a like fatty. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't remember a lot, but I remember this game <laughs> to a T. Martha Epinesa of BYU Softball is with us on BYU Sports Nation. You've got some new players that have added a new dynamic to the clubhouse. Chloe Temple's uh, pitcher and Macy Simmons. You smile when I say Chloe's name. Like, what is it about Chloe that makes you smile that you enjoy about her in the clubhouse? Just She's from Florida, so she's a different type of culture she brings. She's, like, from the South. Her Southern hospitality is insane. She's, like... Way too nice. I don't know if you could be too nice, but she definitely is, and she knows what I'm talking about. Um, but just incredible person, incredible vibes. Everyone's bringing this is this year is a great chemistry we have on the team, and I love it. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Well, she'll embarrass you on the mound if you're uh, batting against her. Right. She's super nice off the field, yeah. but like she will embarrass you. The art of a walk is interesting to me. You guys are 18th in walks. You're number one on the team with 13. The patience it requires at the plate. 
Is that something you've worked on or does that come naturally? I do get walked a lot. I think that's why I'm lead off now. Get on base. <laughs> it's a different, um, it's definitely a different spot to be in to be lead off, but what was the question? The walks? Have you, have you uh, worked on it or is that something that comes naturally? The patience in the box to draw a walk? I definitely don't work on it. I just look for a pitch that's down to crush, but if they don't give me anything, I'm just going to take the walk. <laughs> You're happy getting on base. Of course. Many moons ago. It's better than a strikeout. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, many moons ago on the softball team, candy would be handed out at first base to a base runner. Mm -hmm. Is that still going or is that dead? Um, or you guys being I have not <clears throat> received a candy at first base, okay. but when you get a home run, uh, you get a ring pop. We get a ring oh. pop. Yes. So that's, it's new. Oh, Not I like first that. Base. No more so, home run chain, but a ring pop? Oh, the home run chain's still it's here. It's still there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So you have two ring pops. They just broke telling. it at the Utah game. I had to fix it. Uh-huh. I remember. <laughs> I remember. It. It what was happened? Broken. What yeah. happened? You can see in the video, like, it's flinging all over the place. I don't know who's holding <laughs> it, but they're, like, flinging it around, and it's just going all over the place. I had to, I had to pick it up after the game, and, like, I don't know. You fixed it. <laughs> yeah. It might have been Hunter. I'm recalling it was Hunter that was flinging it around. But all good. We'll, we'll point fingers later when we're going to review the video. Uh, tonight, Idaho State. Um, for those fans that haven't been to the stadium thus far, it's only been one game. This is game number two. Brand new video new board. New video board. How's that, by like, the way? It's super nice. They were testing it out in the beginning of the game, and it kept, like, showing like Taylor Williams pitching and I'm like that's not right <laughs> <laughs> Martha in center like okay like, wow are you gonna play center field today what <laughs> move Violet see you Violet you know <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm playing center that's enough your right. time's over that's fantastic but yeah I'm appreciative of the new board and everybody coming out all right watch the Cougars against Idaho State tonight yep. Five local time, seven Eastern on the BYU TV app. Martha guarantees you'll have a home run. Congratulations <laughs> today. Okay. Yeah, give me the good karma. We're going to give you yes, karma. Let's give you we the need karma. karma. So it's going to be a great game. Yes. It'll be a great be game. Awesome. And great can be 14 to yes. nothing, too. You know, it may have something to do with the fact that she's batting 362 as well. Yeah, that so. helps. That helps. Yeah, we don't give the karma to uh, crappy players. You're a good player. So if you were batting go. 0 0.062, then, uh, uh. You probably wouldn't be invited on the show. <laughs> Congratulations on all the success. Thanks, Thank Martha. you. Thank you. Thank you okay. for having me. Coming up, did Spencer avoid relegation in the double down picks? Please. I like needed some luck. Up. I needed some luck last night. And the Irish eyes were crying in a birthday rise and shout out. Mostly from Digger Phelps. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Always fun to watch that play with me. Or download the podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Time to recap our double down results from last night's game. More like double up results. Hey, well, right look, there. look, you had already won the title. There's no drama there. All the drama was on if I was going to be relegated from being able to make picks next season. I had to get at least one last night to hit what, the 25-point barrier. Where would you go and have to make your picks is my question. <laughs> what other show would you have to go on? You're like, I can't make picks You are hereby banished <laughs> <laughs> to compete with your picks on this student podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not going to name a podcast. That would be exactly. mean. Yeah. Random student podcast. Yeah. Number one, I said BYU will win by 12 and cover the Las Vegas spread. Boom, they won by 21. Barely it was fantastic. Got 
and I I knew I should have gone with the other way because my initial my initial pick on the second one was Jerem's gonna get both of his right. <laughs> that was where I went and I wrote that down. And I was like, nah, that's it's too easy. That's too obvious. It's too uh, yeah, exactly, right? <clears throat> too obvious. I was wrong. I said you get one or fewer picks. And then you were two for two! Well, spoiler alert, Alex Barcella made three plus threes. Yep. And Roland Minson got a mention in the show, and it sounded like this. One, 1951. BYU won the NIT is Roland Minson. Legendary Roland Minson around here as his number retired was the NIT MVP. That's exactly right. Strange that you would bring that up with Roxy on yesterday's live BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> and he would magically make that appear. And then it was one of your two picks. Oh, they're going to mention Roland Minson. Hey, Roxy, can you I, mention Roland Minson? Spencer, the last couple of games, what happens on ESPNs? Somehow what I want to show up shows up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, can you, uh, although, I don't know, maybe mention this? Although, when I got mentioned, I did not ask for that. That just happened. Yeah. But that was nice. All right. <laughs> Our question of the day, what's the luckiest day in BYU sports history? Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Ames Flames on Instagram answers, Beck to Harleen. Rivalry game, no time on the clock. The whole thing was magically delicious. <laughs> It was beautiful. I want some Lucky Charms now. So good. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. To Danny Ainge, yes. former Celtic. Yep. Beat oh. Notre Dame. Woo. Celebrating his birthday on St. Patrick's Day. How about that? How about that tie-in? Ainge turns 63 today. 63 years young. Owen Mark Durant, happy birthday. And Stuart Cole. It's a great birthday day. Load. A birthday day. Birthday. A birthday for all of those guys. Happy birthday! Yes. Our thanks to today's guests, Spencer Johnson and Martha Epinesa. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Happy birthday! No luck for Dennis today? No! Man. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Greg Balif. See you tonight for BYU Softball at 7 Eastern.